0: Woo-hoo. Welcome to Shot Callers. I'm your host Dennis Postema. It's brought to you by Motivation Success TV, and today we have a very special guest. And it is, I'm excited to introduce Jamesine Blakely. And she is a motivational speaker, a writer, a soulful life, and business coach. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. It's so beautiful to be here.
0: Yeah. And we're talking about an awesome topic today, Phenomenal Feminine Entrepreneurs. And what was it like being a part of this book? And how was it to be interviewed by Edwina?
1: Well, first of all, <laughs> Edwina is one of my dearest friends. and I I have to say a little side note. So it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, And part of that is because of our friendship and the way that we laugh. We talk almost daily and the way that we laugh about the silliest things and stuff that we say to each other. And I have to share how we met because I think it's a a really powerful story of connection and how um, you can consciously carve out connections, right? And that's what I did with Edwina. I had seen her speak in a group that we participated in, sort of like a mastermind. And then I had ended up in a leadership program and Edwina was in that leadership program. And I just beelined for her when I saw her and I said, I feel like I already know you and I'm going to get to know you. And, and I just want to tell you that I think you're spectacular and extraordinary, and here's why. And I shared with her about how I had been inspired and motivated by her vulnerability, but not in that kind of icky, vulnerable way, just honestly sharing from her heart and soul. And uh, she stood out. She yeah. stood out uh, in, in a group of hundreds of women. She, she really stood out. And uh, so I said, look, I live in the U.S. We, we have so many of these meetings we have to go to. How about if you stay at my house? The uh, leadership program was in San Diego. I said, how about if you stay at my house in L.A.? Then you don't have to fly back. And she said, oh, my gosh. And that was relatively shortly after we'd met. And we had been paired together just out of the blue in our first leadership exercise so we were buddies yeah and i just uh, you know she was here for i I don't know it was like it could have been weeks it could have been months i think it might have been a couple months but it felt like just days we had so much fun
0: that's amazing and and you're right because i mean when you talk to her you just authenticity is the, the number one word that comes to mind i mean from yes. the first time i had a conversation with her just so authentic and, and like you said not in an icky way like just just pure of heart and just um yeah. this book. i mean come on this is a beautiful book and this is just i i'm so jealous of the way she put it together i told her that i'm an author <laughs> you know i said I said come on I said you're really setting the bar so high and and I know
1: I I imagine what yours would look like instead of flowers on the on the on the sides right and these are beautiful. I mean it's a beautiful floral pattern right it's just it's not there's nothing average about any part of this book but I imagine like what would your book look like what would it have what would that what would that actually look like
0: I don't know. You know, I'm big, I'm big into superheroes and stuff like that, but I don't know what I would get, you know, maybe superheroes, but there's a lot of copywriting issues there. So I don't know. I have no clue. (laughs) It's, it definitely sets the bar very high. That's for sure. It,
1: It does. I mean, I'm a big, huge book fan. I, I, as a kid, I would read 15 books a week and the limit was 11 and I got the library to change the limit because I said, that's not enough. If you're a kid that lives out on a rural farm like I did in the summers with my grandparents, I said, I can go through 11 books and I'm and then I have to reread some of the books that I. we need 15 books a week. So I really petitioned and, and I won. And uh, so I've read a lot of books in my lifetime. And some of the most beautiful books, of course, are coffee table books, sure. but also cookbooks. And I think Edwina's book rivals any of the most beautiful coffee table books and recipe or cookbooks that I've ever seen. Like there's a book called Plenty and it's very beautiful. And um, Half Baked Harvest also has really gorgeous photos, but Edwina's book is just, it's like her. It's fairy lights and fresh flowers and fabulous food and fantastic fashion and yeah. Yeah,
0: Very well put and the thing about it is, is, is. I love the the separate stories and the separate interviews and the mm-hmm. way it all ties together because you can pick it up and you can read for ten minutes and and be fulfilled really right. So you like your daily mm-hmm. and you know when you're trying to motivate yourself or or you're managing yourself, it's really just a good book to pick up and and read somebody's story and their wise and she has such powerful interview questions and I'm just like oh my gosh, you know you want more which is the pro- point right yes and through the pandemic too we saw. People turning to television and streaming services, and and then also depression and loneliness, and the way it jumps. So, yeah, it is rare air, and it's a good thing that you know that's that's the whole purpose of what we're trying to do, what this book is trying to do. I think, and it really, like you said, it's it's inspiring. (laughs) It
1: it it is, and in this, I think that what we've, I think part of what we've learned from this, I. I think that almost everyone that I've spoken to, I don't know somebody who hasn't said something like this, but part of what we've learned is the, um, is how isolated we all already were thinking that we were connected, but connected is not like interconnected. And, you know, if, all of our self-development and self-growth is only about the individual and not how the individual can interconnects with all, then we then we're we're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. We're really not, we're not, we're not there yet. I shouldn't say we're we're doing it wrong. That's not true because there's the hero's journey, the shiro's journey, and part of it is we are going to be on our own. But if at the end, you know, of our lives, we never were truly interconnected. We never had the, our, 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 our personal development never included the, we, we never went beyond I then, you know what, then uh, for me, I would have to say, well, then I failed to do what I look, if we were meant to be on different if we were meant to be alone and isolated, then we would have been born on different planets. Hey, come on over and spend the night on my planet.
0: Right.
1: You know, no, that that's we're, we're, we're all together here.
0: Right. And,
1: uh, and I think that that's a large part of what I learned from, from this is the ways in which I was living Um That didn't really nourish me or feed me, or um, I like to be very specific with my words and nourish and feed, but like expand me. Yeah. Really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's very, that's, that's powerful as far as that's, that's very true. And you think about it, that makes you think a little bit. That's, that's how isolated we were. That's, that's a good way of putting it because really we were, you know, and inter- being interconnected is so important. And that's, that's really what fills us up. You know, I yes. talk about filling your cup all the time and that's really a big part of it is being interconnected and having a a group of people that, you know, you really can expand ideas and things like that. And that's, you know, that's really with what this group that's, that's important. I just looked up all the statistics mentioning about the trees and whatnot. I just looked all the statistics and all the health factors of going into a smile Mm -hmm. and how much, all the different factors. And if you've ever, if if somebody who's watching hasn't ever read up on that, oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Just the little things from a smile. So you mentioned a hug, but I mean, it's just crazy to see all the different health benefits smiling does for an individual and for others. So- um,
1: Yes, isn't that true? I mean, even raising the corners of your mouth, does a kind of an acu, an acupressure, um, kind of a, some kind of something with your, your, you're impacting certain meridians of your face and it's shifting your whole body. Yeah. It's, it's really extraordinary. Um, a 20 minute walk is, will completely shift your brain patterning. That's another thing that's really powerful, right? Right. 20 minutes. No less, (laughs) you know, that's what scientists say. And they have taken all these data studies and, you know, put the little things on people's heads and come back with just phenomenal research where you're in a depressed state, you're down, you're having a momentary lapse. It's, it's, you know, it's going on, it's going on, get out and take a walk for 20 minutes. Wow.
0: It's amazing. Smile, Smile,
1: take a walk. Go hug a tree.
0: Well, so tell tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do.
1: So. Uh, well, um, <laughs> I'm a multidimensional human for sure. There are some that, right. There are a lot of multidimensional humans out there, and um, this is our this is our time to shine.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, you know, uh, previously misunderstood, right? Um, the uh, visionaries. <clears throat> yeah, I am a visionary, an outlier an innovator an inventor a creator a creative an entrepreneur and i and a soul shifter um i had uh, i've i've always been um i can't remember a time when i didn't believe in god but i was not raised religiously mm-hmm. so this has always been um something that i've carried with me in me and uh it and it has guided all my actions and about oh seven or eight years ago I lost 31 people in my life over a three and a half year period of time very very dear close friends my dad who attempted to commit suicide because it was Parkinson's somebody that lived life at an epic level and that was extremely shocking um uh my sister's husband um and my other sister's husband I only have two sisters only two siblings and my other sister's husband just passed away seven months ago and on in a freak accident so both of them young you know vital shocking and uh and my own uh biological dad died when I was six months old and my stepdad who was the only father that I knew you know um came into my life when I was a year and a half old so uh death ha- and and my best friend when i was 4 years old my best friend was 5 years old joy baker and she passed away so death has been has uh, many many more deaths than that and death has been something that has marked my life and you know for most people it's a dark forbidden subject or they've gone through elizabeth kubler ross's book they've had somebody pass in their own life and um they're more um they're less mainstream about death. Um, They've thought about it more deeply. Uh, it's just been in my face, yeah. you know, and in my environment and in my home throughout my life. So it's something that I have um, experienced deeply and uh, and feel very connected to those who have passed, um, you know, get. I, I, we are, all have intuitive g- gifts, and some of mine have been that I just I don't I I don't feel a disconnection between the two worlds. Yeah. I I'm not a channeler. I'm not. I'm I'm I, no. It's but I I feel it. I hear it. I sense it. You know. Um, and and I've and I feel the 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 love. You know. It's just you dropped a body, but where did that energy go? Well, that energy. I believe if we, like the trees, (laughs) if we had that, if we shared that interconnectedness, then those people are there um, in an energetic form, in a spirit form, uh, watching over us. Mm -hmm. And um, that knowing, it's not even a believing, you know, that knowing has carried me through my life. So um, I, I, In terms of isolation, I have never felt isolated from that world, Um, and I had a really profound relationship with my grandparents, and I feel them around me constantly. My grandfather said before he passed, all you have to do is reach out your hand, and I'll be there, and I swear I can be anywhere, and I can reach out my hand, and I can feel my grandfather's hand, his large hands they were like broom whisks and they each finger was like its own arm muscle I mean it yeah. was just his hands were so strong he was still baling hay in his 80s you know and I've never been able to lift a bale hay in my entire life <coughs> even at my most fit yeah. so um yeah I I don't know exactly what I don't even remember what question I was answering but I just allow the sure the, the words to come through me so
0: well i love it because like i've done a lot of i lost a brother in a car accident 19 years ago and oh. so you know i've done a lot of research and thoughts of like understanding the soul and the soul's purpose and and understanding that and so it's really neat to hear you speak on it and to have a, a different view because it's um you know, just learning more about those different things, and, and that's I love it. So, um, yeah, it's I'm okay with it going down any path because we have so many things <laughs> to like that. We could we can talk for hours, I'm sure. Yes, so,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: so how did you get started in this line of work, and, and what has the journey been like for you?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because as a so, I mean, I love I love to work. I love to contribute. Uh, I love to see people smile because of something that, um, a cognition they've had, an epiphany, uh, a breakthrough. I mean, that's just always been something that I loved Um, from the time that I was eight years old and we stayed at a Hilton Hotel. And I realized that this was one man's vision. And I just went out and I, I, in the center of the Hilton in San Francisco and I, I was just astounded, all the floors, all the, you know, and he had written a book, Be My Guest, and there was a Bible in one nightstand and his book in the other. And I, I read that thing over and over while we were staying at the hotel. And that really gave me, an, at eight years old, I understood that there were people who could make the seemingly impossible possible. And there were people who would never venture into any type of belief around that. And as I began to question people in this way, it became really clear to me who these people were and I could even see at that time how they lived. It's so interesting, I have something in my throat. And when something like this happens, then there's something I'm meant to say. So, okay, there's something I'm meant to say right now. What is that? Um, We live in a time. This is what's coming to me to say. We live in a time when people would like very much to tell us who we are, what to do, how to do it under the guise of being helpful it is essential to humans that we struggle it is essential that we like every other thing on this planet that in order to be literally to exist as our full self it is essential that we have to reach we have to struggle and i mean Approach it as the beautiful struggle, the struggle that a caterpillar goes through when it becomes, you know, when it's got many, many legs and it can travel anywhere, you know, it's like a, it's like a massive bus, like an 18 wheeler, like a long, super long 18, you know, 36 wheeler. I don't know how many legs they have, but you know, I don't recall, but it's, it's like a couple of 18 wheelers or a couple buses and, you know, and then it turns to that gelatinous mess but the thing is that and and this was profound to me when i understood this um, the mesothorax is the center of the butterfly and it never changes and if we find our true essential self whether we are a gelatinous mess or we have 137 legs uh which would make us have one missing um, and, or wings. It doesn't matter because if we know ourselves, if we know that mesothorax that we, we are, we will never be lost. We will never be lost. We will always be in that state of emerging. Right. And it's, 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 it's so important to break the eggshells for women to break the eggshells around themselves. Cause women are like eggs and men are like balls yeah. and it's essential for men to kick, kick and be kicked. And I don't mean kick them till you're down. I mean, like, you know, don't coddle men, you know, you coddle an egg, but you don't coddle a ball, you know, you right. kick it, right. you throw it, you punch it, you hit and you're, you're hitting it up and you're hitting it over. Right. Right. You're not trying to slam it into the ground, um, and have it deflate. So you want it to bounce back up. So yeah, I I that's now I have nothing in my throat. Like I, somebody, some people were meant to hear that because we have become so disassociated from expanding, which is awkward and uncomfortable and uh. Requires risk. We have become so averse as a population to risk because we have heaters and air conditioners. And so, all these things that send signals to our brains that we are not even aware of. And it's important to put ourselves in situations where, like, you don't use your heater, you don't use your air conditioning. You don't, I'm not talking about suffering in 118 degree weather, you know, I mean. But I am talking about not coddling yourself, right. not throughout your entire life, not, not condemning yourself to a life of comfort.
0: Yeah. What do you say to your clients or, or people that um, are afraid to get out of their comfort zone, how to do that? Because I suggest that for all my clients to get out of their comfort zone every single day, every single week. What do you say to encourage that?
1: I would never even say that, frankly.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I, you
1: know, I work mostly with men, and what I talk to them about is risk and adventure. I talk to them about soul adventures, and I teach them how to take an adventure with their soul to, for the specific purpose of expanding their soul, and to do it every day. You cannot just sit at a desk. You have to have something to look forward to every day, and creating the time for your own soul adventure. You never know what's gonna happen and you just go where you're guided to go. You might go on foot, you might go in a car, you might, but you do something every day. Maybe you drive a different way to work and you get out of the car because something's calling you. You leave a half an hour early and you take a walk through a neighborhood you've never been to before. You take your camera and you take some photos of things that you love and you have an artistic experience. You know. Um, when I get up at 4am, which is my favorite time to get up, very challenging, um, because I also like to be out having dinner and enjoying evenings with my friends and, um, family. And so, but getting up at 4am, that's a very different, I'm, I experience, and I'm curious about you, but I experience a very different person at 4am. So that's another thing that I encourage them to do. And I call it camp possible. And when you get up at that time, and so here's my notebook, it's right beside me. And I do something called golden time. And that's when I'm still, so I I get these large art journals and I write and I muse. I call it the, and sometimes I'll leave a whole page open because I'll come back and I'll know that I'm add things to it. And like a bullet journal, I'll go back at the end and I'll make notes of every single thing and create a table of contents at the beginning. And I have, I don't know, hundreds of these. Yeah. And they have made me millions of dollars. And the same with my clients. Because when you wake up before your brain is on fire and before it's taken over and you're in your logical brain, you're in this visionary brain this creator brain oh. and right and so my i get told like go to this place at twelve i'll show up and oh my god i'll meet somebody something will happen and i've never been asked to jump off a bridge um i've every time that i do it which is every day <laughs> um something amazing happens and that's part of living your life like a soul adventure Yeah. to really take into account like I know myself so well my mesothorax I know my mesothorax so well that if it pings and it tells me to get up and go somewhere or to call someone I'll do it
0: immediately that's it that's I just had that on vacation I wrote a book on vacation where I woke up middle of the night and I just just the the passion and everything it was just going through me at that time that happens to me all the time so I get that 100% wow
1: wow that's amazing
0: it's it's amazing you say that because you and the power that's rushing through you and it just like you said the ping I love that you said that and it's amazing I I definitely am feeling exactly what you're saying on that level 100% wow and
1: and I and I want to share something about you in regard to this too I'm getting chills which is always my indication like woo. Um, some big information coming through. When I think about your brother having passed, you know, um, I read a beautiful book by a woman named Alice Miller. It's called The Drama of the Gifted Child. And in it, she describes, she's a world-class leading um, psychologist. And she studied children who have experienced loss, trauma, abuse, neglect, And in all those cases, you know, it opened up uh, different understandings, more generally, more empathy, more sympathy, more uh, connectivity to intuition. And so I think about you, you know, and your loss and how those cracks open the light Open up more light in us, right?
0: That makes sense.
1: And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that book, The Drama of the Gifted Child by Alice Miller, I highly recommend it. It's a very thin book, but it's extremely um, telling. And, you know, everything that you mentioned about people and um, if they haven't experienced it, and I, and I wanted to add a component to that is, when you're feeling another way of looking at depression, on um, we, uh, you know, anything on that scale, depression being, you know, on the far end of that scale, right, and just kind of a a general sense of displacement or unhappiness or um, so all the way across that scale. I have noticed that many times what that actually is is the denial of the impulse or the ping that's coming through I mean, and yeah. and so that resistance to the risk to the expansion the the fear of fear itself, the fear of of emerging, the fear of responsibility that comes with emerging, uh, being more visible, um, playing a bigger part in your life and in other people's lives, that that can cause these these emotions. And then if we numb those emotions rather than experiencing, the fullness of them so that they can tell us the wisdom that's offered there for us. Well, then that's, that's, that's a kind of my mom calls them little murders. Yeah. Little murders every day. That's a kind of a self murdering of your possibilities. Yeah. Of your potential of your right?
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're we're out of time and I could I could go for a lot longer, that's for sure. Um
1: I could too. Yeah. You're so fascinating. And I this, I, I I I I just love will you will you tell me the name of the book that you wrote that came to you? Will you
0: what, what? Well, it's not out yet, but uh it's gonna be the um I think the official title is gonna be The One Hour Millionaire.
1: Ooh, I love the title.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: super catchy.
0: Snooper, that's a that's a sneak peek. You know, it's not even in the editor's hands yet. So uh, there you go. So you got it out of me. So um, I love that. How do they how does everybody get a hold of you? Uh
1: you can get a hold of me at hello gorgeous <laughs> at jamesine.com. There you go. Right. Um so uh hello gorgeous at J A I M. S-Y-N-E dot com. And um, you can also DM me on Facebook Facebook or Instagram. Um, I have been mostly a very sort of exclusive one-on-one, exclusive to, I don't want to say exclusive, like I exclude people, but exclusively working with people one-on-one. And I'm just beginning to do... um, more groups and so I'm very excited like you about um, a book that I have coming out and um, uh, and about working with larger groups of people so I love people to reach out to me and I encourage it if there's something that I've said that lights you up yeah. then um, do reach out to me because I value interconnectivity yeah. I value it
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been amazing. I honestly, I I could keep this going for a long time, but. um, I could too.
1: You're such a great interviewer. Thank you so much. I felt so nurtured and um, acknowledged. uh, And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to interview you now.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Coming soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thanks very
1: much for being on the show.
0: Thank you. Yep. Bye.
1: Bye.